Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. When you're upset with your spouse or feeling like they've pushed you away, uh, the tendency might be to turn somewhere else to find that relational fulfillment. I'm John Fuller, along with Greg Smalley, and we all have coping mechanisms that we struggle with. We don't want to deal with the real issue. I'm just thinking of the times that we've had breaks for ice cream, yeah. <laughs> where Dina says, I'm having ice cream. And it's like, I know it's because I said something stupid, and she's just going to find some solace. I do the same thing. Sometimes the, the, she'll go to bed, and I'll think, we never had closure on that. I'm having ice cream. Now, it's not overly harmful. Um, I grew up in Wisconsin. We ate, we just eat a lot of ice cream. Unless it's but, gallons. Well, that's okay. <laughs> this is something that affects everybody, though, right? I mean, you hit a roadblock in your marriage, Greg, and you, you cope, and it's not necessarily a healthy response. Oh, I do this. If Aaron and I You do the a, ice cream thing, too? Well, I don't do ice cream. <laughs> okay. But what I do is I'll go and zone out in front of the TV. Yes. So kind of mindless, just want to get lost in some other reality. And then I snack on like chips or, I mean, I guess it could be ice cream for comfort. So I'm zoning out and comforting myself what, through snacks. What is the connection between the emotional realm in our marriage and the physical, which says, feed me? Yeah, when we feel out of control, when we feel hurt, when we need comforting, and we're hoping to get that from our spouse and we're not, then we'll get that in some other way. Mm. Well, we're going to hear part of a conversation that Jim Daly had with Pastor Ted Cunningham. They might have talked about ice cream here. I can't remember. They discussed, though, how to let go of anger in your marriage and how to bring things into the light. How do you get to that point where you can think it through inside before you speak? I think introverted people probably find that easier to do than extroverted people, for mm -hmm. example, where we tend to reflect immediately what's being thrown at us. We turn it right back on people, perhaps through sarcasm or whatever tool that we use to deflect those things. How do we take a deep breath, <laughs> count to 10? I mean, what mechanism can you Ooh, use? You just said it because of the coping mechanisms that we have. And my coping mechanism is humor. When I am preaching, I'm a very kind of in-the-moment preacher. I like to be well-prepared, but I, I'm pretty in the moment. And when I get to a tender place in a message and I feel something coming out, I go right to a joke to try to bail myself and the congregation off. When I've given a theology or a point that I can tell they're sitting in and it's too much to Heavy. take, I just, man, I throw out a little joke. And I have people in the congregation that will come to me now after a message and frustrated. They'll say, you did it again. We were sitting in it. And you bailed us out. And I've had to fight against that coping mechanism to say, okay, it's okay for us to be in this for just a little bit and not rush out of it. And when I first started learning about primary emotions and how to deal with them, I remember Gary saying, this is going to take you years to learn how to do this as a discipline, just mm -hmm. to process. This is what I'm feeling. This is what I just felt. So I would say to a couple hearing this right now, go home and get this started without the expectation of, you know, we're from anger to intimacy tonight. Mm -hmm. I would just like we say with discipleship in our church, think in terms of months and years, not mm -hmm. days and weeks. Ted, we have gone in and out of the discussion between your experience as a pastor in the church and feeling that anger when people didn't like you <laughs> and how they would uh, confront you and then how that plays out in marriage. And you've been very vulnerable. And I want to say thank you for that in terms of you and Amy's relationship. And, and just, you know, that's where we connect because we see 
all of our behavior in some ways in other people. And that's how we see it in ourselves. So thank you for that vulnerability. Uh, You made a comment about Gary Smalley and his involvement in your life, which has been profound, I can tell. And I want to end here because I think it gives us hope, whether vocationally in our friendships or in our marital relationships. And that is to lean into the difficulty. I try to manage that way here at Focus. We have conflict over things. We have meetings where we want to have conflict because I believe when the sparks are flying, actually the Lord's at work. When things are uh, buttoned down, patted down, put away, we're not really getting to it. And that's true uh, in our marriages as well. Talk about what Gary said to you that challenged you in seeing difficulty as an opportunity. He did what he does better than anybody on the planet. He pictured a special future for me that, and this is part of the blessing, he and John Trent, when they did the blessing years ago, and I have parents who love me and pictured that special future for me growing up. And my mom wrote beautiful letters to me as a kid of what she thought God might call me to do. And so my parents understood that concept. And there was just something about that day when Gary said to me, and I'm done at this church, I'm, I'm washed out, I'm a mess, and, and he starts laughing as only he can do. And I'm just <laughs> looking at him like, what is going on with you? And he stopped and he said, have you paused to thank your Father in heaven for what you're going through? And I said, no. He said, Ted, most guys are not blessed with this treatment until 10 to 15 years out of seminary, and God is blessing you with it in the first five months. He said, you should be praising your Father in heaven. And I had no clue what he was talking about, but he was in James 1. He was fully in James 1, counted all joy. And he started painting a beautiful picture of the future for me. He said, Ted, God is raising your threshold of pain. And what he's allowing you to go through is going to allow you to process even more because you're not done getting hit in life. You're going to get hit in life. And he said, and there's going to be difficulties, but man, he's allowing you to learn from this. The trial is what we lean into to grow our character. And he said, this is an opportunity for you to look at your primary emotions. It's an opportunity for you to really see what's going on and ask the hard questions. And so we, we paint this beautiful picture for couples all the time. Mm. You know, you've hit this wall. Okay. No, we are not advocates for divorce. We're not rushing to the divorce. We're we're going to begin painting a beautiful picture. And what do we believe a beautiful picture of marriage is? It's not going back to what you had. This is what most couples never really can grasp. We want to paint a picture for you of a future you never dreamed possible. Mm. We want you to know you can have a marriage that you haven't experienced yet up to this point. And this trial is an opportunity. It's a doorway. It's a pathway for you to get there. Are you going to lean into it? Are you going to unplug from one another as the source of life? You're going to plug into the true and only source of life and begin asking the real questions and resolving this anger and pressing in and leaning into one another, not as the source of life, but as one to go through this grind with. Well, Greg, your dad, uh, Gary Smalley, had an amazing impact on Ted. And Ted said your dad helped him overcome his anger problem when he painted such a beautiful uh, future for him. And there are couples who have really poor track records here with anger. Uh, What are some steps to change? Maybe you can kind of be the Gary Smalley in their lives as you paint a picture for a better future. Well, I'm glad that Ted was helped with his anger because my dad just made me angry. (laughs) So I'm still dealing with those issues. You loved your dad. You guys had a good relationship. (laughs) We did. We did. 
you know, and honestly, one of the things that was a hallmark for him is the idea of keeping anger levels low within a family. And he taught on that for 50 years and, and really watched him be committed to that. And, and when we were angry as kids, he really helped us, you know, battle through that. I can so. picture him slowing down, sitting down, and then kind of walking you through all that. Yeah. You know, what's interesting is that um, first and foremost, we can't deal with anger as a couple. So the temptation is when there's an issue, we've had an argument, feel hurt, anger arises that that we want to try to sit down and talk this through as a couple. Yeah, you're saying that's not good. No, that's actually. I'm guessing it's a pretty worst. natural tendency. It is totally natural. Huh. Well, because we want to be reconnected. Yeah. It, 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 it's awful when when we're disconnected yeah. through you know fights or conflict or whatever. But honestly, the the best advice is to deal with you first and foremost. You have to deal with the anger. And I think it begins by really learning what is the evidence that you're becoming angry? Like, what does it feel like? So like, John, for you, like, how how do you know that you're getting angry? My voice goes up and I kind of squint my eyes. I, I send signals through facial expressions and verbal intensity. You know, I asked my kids this one time, like, how do you know if dad's getting angry? Yeah. Clearly. There's nothing that I do. No, no. If, you know, if, you, if I got angry kids, what would it look right. like? Yeah. Right. But they all instantly, <laughs> like they just looked at each other awkwardly, kind of smiled. And I went, what? what? What do I do? And they said, Dad, you get super quiet, and then you start biting your lower lip. And I'm thinking, what are you even talking about? I don't do that. I started to get upset because they kept saying, you totally do this, sitting there biting my lower <laughs> lip, thinking they're so wrong. The point being, what what would be the tip-off for you that you're beginning to get angry? Mm-hmm. The more that we can recognize that, then you can intervene before you get angry. Should I you, help my spouse with that? Should I say, hey, honey, you're biting your <laughs> lip. You should maybe walk away and deal with your anger. That you feels could, like it wouldn't work. You could try that. Let me know how that goes, <laughs> yes. and I'll visit you in the hospital, Next by the podcast, way. yeah, we'll be, we'll be from Memorial Hospital. <laughs> <laughs> for me, though, it's really getting clear... How do I know that I'm starting to get angry so that I can intervene, create a timeout to to interrupt whatever that the reaction that I want to yeah. say or do? Because th- that's how you deal with anger. You just get really, really good at noticing what's going on, that I'm starting to get upset, I'm starting to get angry, so that you can then do something to calm yourself down. And so I've learned over the years, like praise and worship music, like if I can tell and notice I'm getting angry, I might tell Aaron, I, I need a break. Um, uh, let me go. I'll, I'll come back. We'll, we'll figure this out. But I'll go and put on praise and worship music. That just takes me to a different place. Now, if, really she, if she follows you, though, that doesn't work, right? It, it would not, but I'm not responsible for her choice. I'm responsible to deal with me. And so I might I might tell her, I, I really want to hear and understand you and work this through. I'm not at a place I can right now. I need a break. Yeah. But I'll be back. I mean, I, we'll figure this out. I think that was really hard for Dina to understand early on. Because she is. was like, uh, I, I want to deal with this now. Right. And I am so slow sometimes. I just <laughs> need space. I need to think it through. I need to reflect and then own kind of my part of it all. Absolutely. And so we've gotten to a point where if I said, you know what, I just need a break, she'll understand. 
and she'll give me that room. I, for me, praying has helped. I mean, it's not always productive, but <laughs> it's kind of venting at God, and I think he's big enough to handle that. He knows. Absolutely. And Aaron then, loves her kind of the way she calms down is to clean. Oh, Like, that would never well, occur to me. That's really great. Yeah. I mean, I pick fights with her just to get our house clean. <laughs> you you <laughs> walk times. in the door, it's kind of dirty around here. Hey. <laughs> so we all do something different. The point is, can you recognize I'm starting to yeah. get upset, I'm starting to get angry, intervene to calm down by doing something so that you can return to that conversation when you're calm down, when your heart is open, yeah. see, that's when we can have productive conversation and work this stuff out relationally. Yeah. Well, we have Ted's amazing book, which has other wisdom and insight that he and Gary Smalley uh, wrote. It's called From Anger to Intimacy. That's available on the website, along with our free marriage assessment. Uh, the numbers on that are just incredible, Greg. I mean, the hundreds of thousands of people have taken this marriage assessment. It's very helpful. It's easy to do. It takes just a few minutes, and it's going to uncover some areas that you and your spouse can work on. And it's free. Yeah. Did we mention <laughs> it's free? We're going to link over to that. Uh, in, we're going to link over to that and Ted's book and have an opportunity for you to donate as well, all in the episode notes. Now, next time, we're going to hear from Ron and Deb DeArmond, and they're going to talk about conflict and how to do that in a healthy way. And for now, on behalf of Greg Smalley and the entire team, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. 